Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Soul CEO Podcast. This is episode 46, and we're continuing a series talking about micro-celebrity blunders, or in simpler terms, the mistakes you're making to build a brand online. <laughs> My name is Rachel Picard, and I am your host. I'm the founder of Soul CEO, where we are passionate about helping network marketers and entrepreneurs build a profitable business without losing their family, their friends, or their soul. We believe that success is based on three pillars, that is skill set, mindset, and leadership. Specifically, if you are growing an organization, wanting to create influence, building teams, and making a greater impact. And all of this is woven, obviously, with the most cutting-edge tactics and skills and social media trends and apps and systems that work but also the spirituality and making sure that we are constantly aligned, uh, the alignment with our assignment, as they say, and aligned with really God's greater purpose for us. And, you know, making sure that we're not losing sight of the end goal, the, the end game and the bigger play of eternity. So if you're ready to do this podcast, make sure that you subscribe, tap that five-star rating, and please leave a written review because this podcast is free. And anytime that you interact in any way, even just sharing on social media or with your organization, it helps get this more exposure. And I, I really hope to, um, cause we don't charge. I just want to make an impact in people's lives. Now, if you would love for me to train your organization via zoom, if you can put 25 people onto a zoom call, I'd be happy to oblige. All you have to do is email my team at asksillceo at gmail.com. Information is in the show notes. Let's get into today's number two biggest blunder that I see Y'all are making online. <laughs> and it, it, it was really an issue, uh, an issue that I had in different seasons of my business. The first blunder we talked about was the fact that you're consuming content, not creating it, or you're just passively consuming it. You're not intentionally growing from it, learning from it, and leveraging the most viral things to jump on the bandwagon in your um, particular niche. This leads into the second biggest mistake, which is not niching down. You know, you might have heard if you've ever wanted to learn any sort of money, earn money online, pick a niche and get rich or pick a niche and get rich. Uh, I've heard uh, my mentor Rob Sperry say the riches is in the niches or the riches in the niches. And it's important that we do have to pick a niche. And I, I just want you guys to imagine this for one, just one moment. Like imagine Times Square pre-COVID, busy as all get out, right? There's thousands of people, sometimes tens of thousands or millions of people like passing through there. Obviously, New Year's Eve is just nuts. So But imagine you're going out there and you're a network marketer and you're like, you have a megaphone and you're like, my name is Susie. And I, you know, you're screaming to the crowd. I want to help people feel better, make money and live the life of their dreams. (laughs) It's like you're talking to everybody and therefore you're talking to no one. You're talking to no one. You've got to figure out what is the niche I, I like really, who is it that you want to serve? I remember reading in a great book, best-selling book by Russell Brunson, who's the founder of ClickFunnels, one of my former mentors or has been a mentor on and off in my life. And he wrote a book called Expert Secrets. And he says, find who it is that you want to serve, you know, and where do you want to take those people? 
Like, who are your people and where do you want to take them? Where do you want to ascend them? You know, what is the problem that they have that you're going to solve? The greatest successes in business are in entrepreneurship and especially in network marketing. They're phenomenal problem solvers, but they identify their perfect prospect, their, their little special market, their little niche, right? And I know that sometimes you're like, well, you know, let's say you're in weight loss. You might think, well, I want to help everybody that wants to lose weight. Okay, great. 70% of Americans want to, or should, I don't know if they want to, they should lose weight. But so you're talking about, you know, adults, it's like hundreds of millions of people, right? You're talking to everyone, but you're really talking to no one. I did a mentoring call this week with uh, about 60 or so of my top um, up-and-coming earners. And one of them is a woman named Alyssa. Alyssa has a fantastic business. Shout out to Alyssa Lascala. Uh, where it's just called biohacking bombshell. Alyssa's got an insane background, not only as a uh, personal trainer, she's a holistic nutritionist of some sort, um, has her accreditations and all that. But she went from working four jobs, one of them in personal training, to getting inside of network marketing, using direct sales as a way to buy her way out of jobs, right? Quitting one at a time. And then use network marketing to basically fund her passion which is coaching. And so she has this phenomenal tribe, has built this, you know, six, multiple six figure uh, business with women in weight loss. But what's interesting about Alyssa is that she's not just serving weight loss. She's not just serving her niche, is not just women who want to lose weight. It's a very specific niche. And I, I'm going to bastardize it. So uh, pardon my French there. But Basically what I said, Alyssa, like, let's, let's really break this down. You are not just serving women who want to lose weight, but it's women that are dealing with probably toxins, mold issues. Um, you know, they're, they're over toxic. Maybe they have breast implant illness or they have gut issues or microbiome problems or Lyme disease because she's a Lyme warrior. Um, and she also, is into like more intuitive eating and teaching people like to get out of the diet culture, the diet, the poor relationship with food and start start to reset their metabolism through different modulations and different systems and programs. And so she is about biohacking the body for sure, like going to a cellular level, using nutrition, detoxifying, opening up drainage pathways. I mean, she's she's young, she's under the age of 30, but insanely knowledgeable. And so her niche, right? It wasn't just people who want to lose weight. It wasn't just women. It's a very specific type of woman that's probably feeling extremely run down that has this like bend or interest in like the science and the body and the anatomy and the trends and how we can use epigenetic formulas, nutrition or supplements, and then having a really healthy relationship with food. Now, let me show you at a different niche also weight loss is one of my best friends and one of my bridesmaids, Erica Dale. Erica and her husband own a business called Macro Missionary, and that is their uh, ex-bodybuilders. They run bodybuilding shows. They are very much, very much on the path of health, wellness. They've done it themselves. They've had, I mean, just their results are insane, the bodies that they've transformed. But they do it in a very different way. They are seeking, again, actually macro missionary. They have a very faith-based mission, which I really adore. But they are teaching people that they can eat whatever they want as long as they're within their macros. So they're counting calories, they're counting proteins, carbs, fats, tracking, weighing, you know, um, banking up calories for the weekend so they can go cheat or have fun. It's a different lifestyle. And that attracts a certain person. 
So there's a certain person, now I will, Mac missionaries, both men and women, I see. But so Alyssa has focused mostly on women that are having this metabolic concern, this toxicity concern, this gut concern, right? And where Erica and Jess are like, hey, listen, we're not going to say that you have to only eat organic or you have to open up all these drainage pathways or do all these other modulations. We're going to teach you the basics of calories in versus calories out. And we're going to teach you how to get into a deficit without giving up your favorite food. And so it's going to attract a different people. So they found their, they've dialed down. Now, if the word niche is still difficult for you. Think of it like almost like a theme or a genre, right? Or a segment of people. Like if I were to go to your Instagram, like what's the genre? What's the theme? What's the overarching message and feeling that I'm getting from it? Now, I know that a lot of people really struggle finding a niche and, you know, whether you're like in network marketing and you have a product and, you know, maybe you're not one of those that wants to like go and Pamela Anderson and put like your product all over your Facebook page or you want to put it all over, you know, Instagram or whatever. And I'm a fan of that. Like, don't, I don't mind sprinkling a little bit of the products. I don't mind sprinkling a little bit of the brand name or every so often. But for most people, you're going to want to do attraction marketing, curiosity marketing. So yeah, I don't want to go to your page and just like see, you know, if let's say you're an Herbalife or shakes or whatever, like shake, shake, shakes, all the shakes, all the shakes, all the things like, no, like, I, w- I want to follow value. I want to follow, I want insight. I want education. I want entertainment, right? And so I, you want to make sure that you are figuring out, okay, I'm attracting people into my weight loss company, or I'm attracting people into my essential oil company, or I'm attracting people into my legal service company or whatever it is. But what is my little piece of the world? What is my little genre? What is my little theme? Here's a great exercise if you're really struggling on how to niche down. If I were to take you and I were to scoop you up and plunk you down into a Barnes and Noble or a library bookstore, and you know how the Barnes and Nobles are set up, right? They have like biographies, they have like health and nutrition, they have relationships, they have self-help, they have religion, they have sci-fi, they have culture, travel, uh, food, culinary, like every possible niche, right? Or genre of books, isn't, but they're all categorized, right? This is my question to you. What aisle of the bookstore, Barnes Noble, would you be most attracted to? If I said to you, hey, uh, Tom, you have $500 and one hour to spend it here in Barnes Noble. What would you go buy? What books would you go buy? What would you like, what would you go and, and just naturally be drawn to? Like what you're like, oh man, if I just had $500,000 to go buy anything on this subject, I would just adore that. That might be, this may or may not help you, might be an exercise that could help you lend towards your natural inclination to a niche. So for instance, if you are super into like, crunchy mom, homeschooling stuff, and you got like an essential oil business, it's like, well, maybe you'd go to like the family planning and health raising kids, like on healthy organic lifestyle or homesteading or survivalist stuff or whatever, right? And so you find this, you're like, okay, listen, maybe you are a mom. Maybe you are into everything natural. You don't do like a lot of pharmaceuticals. And you happen to join this essential oil business because it's really, you know, you're using these natural compounds for your kids' allergies or eczema or, you know, your sinus issues or just to kind of remove like the bad chemicals that are in our toothpaste or in our 
fragrances or in our, um, you know, candles. I just actually just bought an essential oil diffuser because I realized how toxic candles are. So you have like, okay, this is your life. And then you're like, Hey, I'm really drawn to this. Well, if you're drawn to that segment of Barnes and Noble, chances are number one, you're going to enjoy learning about that topic. And in order to be a great teacher, right? You always hear me say the best teachers are excellent students. You want to go consume that content. We talked about that in episode 45, what are we at? Episode 45, the first blunder of just consuming and not curating or not creating content, but you've got to consume in order to be an expert in your niche. You got to be educated. You need to be, have wisdom there, right? Experience there. And so if that was your niche, like this crunchy kind of homesteading, momming, whatever, and you go read a bunch of books, not only are you gaining up your own intelligence, right? Your, you know, unique understanding and like filling your cup of all these tips and tricks and tactics of homesteading or homeschooling or crunchy mom life or whatever, but now you have value to give, right? You fill your cup and then you pour it over. So instead of being like, well, I just want to sell oils to everyone. It's like, no, no, no. Who do you want to sell oils to? Who's your ideal customer? Who's your perfect prospect? Your perfect prospect is somebody that probably has similar values to you, that has similar interests to you, and that probably has problems that you can solve, right? With all the information you just consumed from your $500 Barnes and Noble shopping spree, right? Getting all these books and learning and, you know, digesting all that content and all that. The second aspect of it is like not only it's going to make you super intentional of learning, right? Like I'm going to become the expert of homeschooling moms that live a crunchy, non-textile lifestyle and how they can use oils for that lifestyle, right? <laughs> okay, great. So you got that. But it also, it really does, it really narrows down your following, which is a good thing. You would rather have a thousand raving fans than a hundred thousand people or a million people that care nothing about you, that you're irrelevant to. Trust me, even a hundred, a hundred raving fans that absolutely love, adore you, agree with 95% of what you say, just cannot wait for your next post, your next reel, your next podcast. Like you want that. I promise you do. Okay. And so what's great though, is think about my niche. My niche is not just entrepreneurship. My niche is network marketers, but it's not just network marketers, but it's faith-based network marketers. So we're not just talking about business or entrepreneurship or network marketing, direct sales. We're talking about faith-based ones. And I would dare to say that a lot of my followers are probably female. I do have a lot, some men, but like, I think my branding speaks to females. I think my, my content absolutely speaks to females. I like working with men for sure, but you know, there's this this natural comfort and gifting with working with, uh, with, with women. And so my content, what's so great guys is when I am creating, and I'm sorry, my dog, if you can hear him in the background, he is in, I'm in my Airbnb, about to leave. Oakley, you're okay. Hi buddy. Hi bud. My, I'm going to get up and let him out. So I'm in my Airbnb. We're about to leave back home to Minnesota for the rest of the year. So we've been down here snowboarding in Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, we're getting ready, packing up. But my dog was in this room in my little office, secondary bedroom, while we're recording this podcast. So he's getting hot. He's like, get me out of here. I want to go by dad. <laughs> Bye, Ockles. Anyways, when I'm creating this content that's specifically to faith-based network marketers that have a very similar value spectrum that I do, um, you can imagine the DMs. You can imagine the private messages. Like 
the conversations that I get in because I've niched down so specifically, these are people that I'm very aligned with. So the rapport building, the connection, the ongoing conversation is never strained, right? It's not forced. And so every day, and and when we think about network marketing or we think about just networking in general, right? When we're building a business based on relationships, it all starts with conversations. And if you want to have more natural conversations, well, build a tribe through creating very niched content to that tribe, right? Build a tribe of people that you would want to have conversations with, that you could easily dialogue with, that you could connect with, that you could ask questions about, that that would be encouraging for you. And also, it never burns me out. When you pick a niche that is something you're passionate about, I'm never, I never get tired of it. You know, I'm 15 years in this game, over 10 years online, and I've been very strong on my beliefs for over a decade online. You know, I've never really wavered from them. They've matured and then they've refined over time. But I never get tired about posting about Jesus. I never get tired about posting about network marketing. I never get tired about posting about business. I never get tired about posting about faith or world events or the things that are important to my community that are relevant. Because it's my passion. It's what I read. It's the Barnes and Noble section that I run to, quote unquote, right? It's the audibles that I listen to. It's the podcasts that I binge. And so I, I've niched down. So I have this very specific network that follows me for the most part that, that are very aligned with my vision. And so I, I don't want you guys to go too broad. Um, I also don't want you to pick a niche that only five people in the world are interested in. Like you can go test the niche, right? You can do some search. You can look if there's, is there well-known sites for your niche or your theme? Are there any, uh, are there hashtags for the, the niche that you want to get in? And lastly, don't feel like you're married to it. Like test it out for a little while, date it for a little bit. I heard that from Shalene Johnson and Brock Johnson, and I really loved that. They said, you know, just date it for a while. You're not putting a ring on it. There's no marriage certificate. Like if you don't love the niche or love the theme or it feels forced to you after six to maybe six months, then, you know, you can move on or your interests might change. And it's the same thing with aesthetics. I think people always want to wait for the perfect logo or colors or whatever. I'm telling you guys, if you're anything like me, in a year, you're going to want to change it anyways. (laughs) You're just going to want to change it. You're going to want a new aesthetic. My girlfriend, Rachel Peterson, who's a social media expert, she's like, my annual, I want to change all of my aesthetics now, all my colors and all my fonts. And it's just an annual thing for her. And so ultimately, guys, go and think about what it is, who you want to serve and where you want to take them. Then get ultra focused. If you want to become a micro celebrity, go back to the episode 45, start building up and curating content for that niche. Talk to them 80% of the time. I think a lot of people like they're, well, I'll save that for another episode. I got another one, guys. It's a big blunder. Maybe that'll be the next one or two episodes. I'm going to bring that in, but it's, it's a mistake. I see so much on content. Y'all are creating content that's boring and nobody cares about it. (laughs) No longer can you just share what you ate in a day on Instagram. Nobody cares. Now, if that's 1% of your content or 10% of your content, like just the living your life on your stories, that's fine. But if you really want to go viral this year, if you really want to build a niche and a really great micro celebrity following, oh my gosh, you got to get very, very specific. Okay. 
I hope this blesses you today. If it does, please share it with your team or your leaders and say, hey, I think we're making this blunder. You got to listen to this chick. I always am so encouraged by your guys' comments and tag me on social media. Let me know. Take a screenshot. Share this to your stories. Let me know what your number one takeaway is. And uh, if there's anything else I can do for you guys, just email me at asksoulceo at gmail.com. I'd be happy to support you in, in any way that I can. All right. God bless guys. And we'll see you on the next episode.